Welcome to Gardening with Daddy Pete. Let's join our host, Melvin York. Well, hello everyone. This is Gardening with Daddy Pete, and I'm your host, Melvin York. And today is a humid day here in the Piedmont, North Carolina. It's getting warm, and I think we're heading into some 90s, but for this time of year, I don't think that's bad. Here it is in July, so I don't know what the temperature is where you're at, but uh, in North Carolina, you can have just about any temperature you want within the month, it seems like here lately. Uh, one month you can wake up and you're hunting a sweater, the next month or next week you're you know, hunting your Bermuda shorts or your t-shirts and so forth. So what I want to talk to you about today is deceivement, deceivement and things. Now, you know, we do a gardening spot here or a podcast to help you grow your own vegetables. And some of you or most of you know why that we do emphasize so much on growing your own food is because of the word that I just said, deceivement. There's a lot of deceivement and you can't actually out and out call everything a lie, but a lot of things is hidden or deceived. And I'm going to give you a good example right now. If you happen to cook with vegetable oil, and I know a lot of people do, there's other ways. A lot of people cook with peanut oil or canola oil or uh, some other types of oil. Olive oil is another one. But if you happen to be one that cooks with vegetable oil, what would you think that vegetable oil is made out of? I mean, just take a minute and think on that. What would you think vegetable oil is made of? That I would think vegetables. To be quite honest with you, until I looked in uh, to this, I did a little research on it. Till I turned the bottle around and looked in at the ingredients, I would have thought it was in vegetables. Okay, here's the deceitment part. Most of the vegetable oils are made out of soybeans. Now, really not what you say. A falsehood because a soybean can be considered a vegetable. But I, when I think of vegetables, I think things like green beans and peppers and tomatoes and cucumbers and squash and zucchini and so forth and so on. I don't think of soybeans. But evidently that is. So the next time you're in a supermarket or if it's in your covered at home and you use it, just spend a little bit more time than you usually do if you are looking in the grocery store in the oil section and take a look at what plants that they come from. The vast majority are pretty obvious. Coconut oil comes from coconuts. Peanut oil comes from peanuts. Only two are likely to be a little confusing, and that's canola oil and vegetable oil. Canola oil actually comes from the rapeseed plant. Uh, if you've never seen the rapeseed plant, it looks a whole lot like it's growing like a turnip green or like a mustard green. Uh, not as big as kale. Uh, well, maybe so, but collards by no means is that big. So it does that if you've gone by and seen fields here uh, late in the spring that's real yellow and have a kind of a stench to it. It does not smell good at all, but it'll have a beautiful golden color all the way across it. That would be rape or canola. Now, 
Canola actually comes from the rapeseed plant, and canola stands for Canadian oil, low acid. But what about the vegetable? What vegetables are actually used into it? Well, we did that. Check those ingredients uh, on the label, and it's going to tell you. Now, in Crisco, vegetable oil, soybeans. Wesson, vegetable oil, is soybean. Mozzola, vegetable oil, soybeans. So why not just call it soybean oil? I mean, why don't we do that? I mean, why the deceivement? Uh, because how many of you actually, honestly, before we talked about this today, if I said, ask you if you cooked with vegetable oil, and you said, yeah, and I ask you, what do you think vegetable oil is made out of? How many would have said soybean? Um, the reason being, uh, any oil that's derived from a plant as opposed to an animal derived ones, like lard, can be called vegetable oil. But producers tend not to have as much interest in being specific when they're selling soybean oil as opposed to, say, sapphire. Uh, consumers are more likely to buy soybean oil when it's labeled vegetable oil, and it's all just about marketing. Okay. Now, we do know that's true just because of the statement we said before. Uh, what would you think vegetable oil would be made out of? How many people, well, I'm going to grab the vegetable oil. It's going to be better for me. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Well, we're going to go on later in the next segment and do some, a little bit of research on there and see which oil is actually best for you. Uh, but there you go again. We're in the marketing. How many of you would actually go pick up soybean oil? over, say, canola oil or peanut oil. Uh, peanut oil, if you've ever used peanut oil to, to uh, cook chicken in, you'll find that there's none no better. I really like that. Olive oil, again, it's probably one of the most healthy, especially if it's extra virgin, that's on the market from my taste. Um I like them all. Uh, probably the vegetable oil I like the least of all of them, but I'm even liking it less now that I know that it's soybean oil, and I've kind of been deceived. I don't like being deceived, and none of us do. It's just like now on the market. We're going to have, and already there, we're having lab-grown meat. We're having milk that's made not from a cow. Ice cream that's made from that substance is already on the market. It's already in your grocery stores. So, again, it's sort of like a deceitment. And I will go as far to say this, and this is only my opinion. And you can, uh, you know, have your own opinion. You come up with it, see what you think. But another thing that really gets me is when we go into these different milks, like almond milk or this type milk or this one or whatever. Uh, to me, that's almost a deceitment. I mean, an almond is a nut. Now, I can kind of see coconut because it has like a juice in there and it's got to be named that. It's still not milk. Still didn't come from a live animal through the mammary glands. So the thing about it is, to me, I still think it's a deceitment. We're being deceived on a lot of our vegetables. We've got GMOs on them. Uh, they're... Uh, been changed in so many different ways to accept uh, these chemicals on uh, these sprays to kill uh, different weeds, 
different things. Um, some of the GMOs all, that will kill the hornworm. Um, but again, do we need some of this? You know, I don't know how we would feed the world probably without some of it. But my thing is, you know, at least let it be labeled that way. Let us know what's coming forth. Now, I do know that there has been apples, is a good example, that has been um, hybridized, they've been changed, they've gone through this process, they've been crossed, they've been whatever. And a lot of these come out of Washington State. A lot of them come out of um, upper state New York. You can get those apples. They will stay hard forever and a day. I know in the wintertime, I buy some at the grocery store, and it's just like they never go bad looking on the outside, but you cut them open and they might be rotting or starting to rot on the inside. But the bad thing is they have no flavor. They have no taste. So without flavor and without taste, do they have nutrients? And something I don't know. I haven't looked into that. But these are just some of the things that's going on in the world of food. Now we have out this new spray that they're going to put on vegetables. And to my knowledge, and I haven't found anything different yet, not saying that it's not, but they have a new product called Appeal. And if you'll go back and we're going to do a segment on that and tell you what is derived in that, and they're going to spray it onto the vegetables and the fruits and would give them more shelf life, and they wouldn't use plastic to wrap some of the vegetables in. When you, like, um, say, for instance, when you go to the store and you may see cucumbers wrapped in plastic, um, you see that a lot, and so forth and so on through there. Some of the lettuces, um, different ones. But now there's going to be a a spray that's put on them, and I do want you to make sure that you tune in when we do that one because I'm going to tell you all the ingredients that's in it and where it actually started with the chemicals in it, where it started in the USDA and the FDA uh, lineup and where they are today. So that's another thing. It seems like things are getting approved upon the manufacturer's only uh, information. It's like we don't have a team out there that's actually going by and checking things backwards and forward. So the word deceitment for today seems like it's everywhere, but then we're talking about our food. It makes it more and more necessary for you to learn how to grow your own food. And here at Daddy Pete's, that's exactly what our motto is. It's what our slogan is. It's what our heart is. And if you look on our webpage, if you look on anything doing with Daddy Pete, you will see we help you grow. And that's what we intend to do. Now, we do these podcasts to keep you informed on what's going on. We also, you can go to our website. We do archive these podcasts. And it's just as simple as going to www.daddypete's.com and go on the page, click on the podcast. Also, if you've got a question, maybe you'd like to make a comment on what we're talking about. Maybe you have some more information you'd like to share with me. I would love to hear from you. You can actually do that there on the web page. Also, there's a place there for questions and comments. We do read them. They will get answered. I promise you that. I do answer them. 
I'm going to do something and go another step further. If you would like to email them to me, that's fine. Email them just as simple as it can be as Melvin at daddypeach.com. That's all lowercase. Melvin at daddypeach.com. I will answer your questions or take your comments and respond to them. Uh, they're very important to us. While you're on our webpage, though, go ahead and sign up for our monthly gardening tips. Now, we don't share your email. We don't share it with anybody. We don't sell it. We don't do anything like that. Uh, the email is just between us, and we send you out uh, our monthly tips. Also, with that monthly tips, you're going to find out some really good recipes for some of the food you're growing there. And we're going to expand out just a little bit more on this and try to maybe get in and talk to some people that may be doing some uh, some meat chickens, some meat cows, goats, and uh, pigs, and a few other things that would make everything more sustainable for you uh, because it looks that um, we are being deceived on every corner. And I really hate to say that and use that terminology, but I can't think of anything else that would describe it. So, uh, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Um, if you do have a subject that we haven't covered, if you've got some information on something that you think you would like to share it with the rest of the community, keep in mind what we're doing here is we're encouraging you to grow healthy food for you and for your family, uh, for your parents, uh, for your children, your grandchildren. Uh, I was lucky enough for my grandchildren uh, and the last two loved green beans, and they hit about the time. So my daughter-in-law, which is very thrifty to start with, that year, my whole crop of green beans, we picked, she fixed them uh, and froze them into baby food in the cubes and would feed him so often, and he would he still to this day loves green beans. But that was part of his diet. It got to be something that we grew. We knew it was organic. We knew it was healthy. We knew that it wasn't GMO. We do save our seeds ourselves. So we tend to stay away from hybrids unless I buy plants. I know I'm going to use them one year. But I like to stay with our seeds that will uh, produce year after open pollinated seeds. So, you know, keep that in mind. That's what you're looking for when you buy them. Uh, you need to be saving your seeds. Uh, every year we're losing varieties. And one thing that I do is I like to grow them, save some seeds, share them with some of my friends. And if I can share them as far away from where I live as possible, I do. That way you can always keep one uh, species of plants that we know that is a, an open pollinated variety uh, going on from generation to generation. So make sure that uh, you consider that also. Anyway, uh, next time you go to the grocery store, just for giggles and grins, go through the oil aisle, your cooking oil aisle, and start turning bottles around and see what the ingredients are on. And let us know. I would love to hear from you. Again, you can do that on daddypeach.com, or you can email me simply at melvin at daddypeach.com. That's all lowercase, by the way. So, well, it's about time for me to 
head on out today, and we will take this subject even further. We're going to go into what benefits soybeans have and what uses they are and what they're in. And believe me, you're going to find out they're in just about everything coming and going. And what have they replaced? What did the soybean replace? Um, so that's, that's for another time. Well, I certainly do appreciate you listening in. As I said, and you've been listening to Gardening with Daddy Pete, and I'm Melvin York. Thank you for joining today's Gardening with Daddy Pete. You can check out our website at daddypeets.com for additional gardening tips and our podcast at gardeningwithdaddypete.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.